On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Friday, February 25th, Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith will have Andrew with us momentarily, ready for a Friday NHL slate that is uh, a little bit bigger than normal on a Friday, six games. Uh, So a decent-sized card for a a Friday night. Uh, Looking forward to it. Uh, Thanks to everybody that joined Andrew and Alex on the uh, BetCast last night. Of course, I was out, but uh, it was good to see that that BetCast went off without a hitch. Uh, and it was a, a good night had by all, and hopefully uh, you made some money. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, that's what it's all about. It's about trying to make some money, trying to cash some bets, and ultimately having fun, good camaraderie, good company, if you will, uh, with all of our viewers and listeners. And, of course, you get to mingle with the crew. It's a fun uh, experience, and we're going to have plenty more bet casts. Like I said, we're going to be doing them every Tuesday night uh, the rest of the regular season, probably into the playoffs as well, and then selective Thursday nights whenever Andrew's around. Uh, and Alex, for that matter, we will uh, kick them around on Thursday nights as well via BetCast. So uh, thanks to everyone for joining Andrew and Alex on that uh, last night. Uh, looking forward to a Friday uh, slate. Uh, look back a little bit on last night because it's just a, a short uh, six-game card. Um, but definitely some interesting games last night. How about the Columbus Blue Jackets? They continue to win games. They go into Florida and beat the Panthers 6-3 to three, uh, in that one. Uh, a goal explosion in the third period, by the way. It was 2-1 to one going into the third, uh, and it ended up a 4-2 third period, and it ended up getting the nine goals. So uh, never in doubt if you had over the uh, full game total of either 6.5 or 7 uh, in that game, it still got there. Patrick Lyonne scores again. Columbus is on the docket again tonight against Carolina. We'll, we'll talk about him in depth there, but how do you not keep betting him to score a goal right now or shots on goal or any props regarding PL, Patrick Lyonne? Right now, he's been terrific. That was a great game for me because I did actually sprinkle a little on Columbus, which was my dog of the day yesterday. Just a small, tiny bet, but nice to cash it. And, of course, the bigger ones were the over and the best bet on the show for me yesterday. Both teams to score plus 140 uh, in the first period of that Columbus-Florida game. So great result for me there with that one. Uh, Toronto with a nice 3-1 to win against Minnesota. A low-event game, said Sheldon Keefe in his postgame. It sure was. I mean, you talk about tight checking. Wow, no one thought the defense would be as tight as a drum like that. Uh, but it was uh, a very low event game, a well-played defensive game by both teams. And the Leafs just eke it out 3-1 to one over the Minnesota Wild. Wild slumping now. Uh, so we'll see if they can turn things around. Rangers with an impressive 4-1 win against Washington. Again, the Capitals struggling with consistency. TJ Oshie comes back and still can't find a way uh, to beat the uh, Rangers or play a really good game. One of the shockers of the night, New Jersey, 6-1 to uh, over Pittsburgh. They jumped on the Penguins 3-0 early in the game and uh, didn't look back from there. 
look out for New Jersey. I think there's bet on potential for this Devils team now uh, coming out of this one-week break that they had. They got Dougie Hamilton back last night, defenseman. They got Andreas Janssen and Jesper Bratt uh, back from injury last night. And look what Bratt did. He comes back from injury, scores the first two goals for New Jersey. That's a team to watch out for, the Devils. I think they could win some games, cash some underdog tickets, as long as they can get some kind of goaltending from Dawes and Gillies until they get uh, Bernier and Blackwood back. They could surprise a few teams, in my opinion. Nashville beats Dallas 2-1 to one in a shootout. Boston, not pr- not pretty, but they get by Seattle 3-2 in overtime. I was right about Jake DeBrusque there. Jake DeBrusque, I said he scores in bunches. He scored a couple last night for the Bruins in that game. Uh, 4-3, San Jose beats the Islanders. Turns out you can't trust the Islanders still, uh, yep. even against San Jose. And another shocker last night, not so much that Calgary lost to Vancouver and the streak ended, the 10-game win streak, but it ended with authority. 7-1. to one beat down by the Vancouver Canucks over the Calgary Flames. And now it's going to be interesting to see, you know, the the, the bloom is off the rose a little bit now after a loss like that for Calgary to snap that 10-game win streak. How do they bounce back? And guess who they play, Alex? Saturday night, the slumping Minnesota Wild uh, at home. So may not be the right time for Minnesota in their uh, struggling ways right now to be taking on Calgary after a loss like that uh, last night. Alex, uh, some thoughts about the uh, Thursday card. Well, as far as personal bets pregame go, I got cooked last night. The only thing I had that hit was that uh, both teams to score prop with uh, Florida and Columbus, but Miss Calgary uh, regulation, Miss Calgary in the first period. Uh, that Dallas-Nashville game, I thought that was going to be a lot more intensity and, and tempo there. It ended up being 2-1. Another Dallas game, another Dallas division game, I should say, as well, going to overtime. So that's something to make a note of. And you know, we talked about it with that San Jose and, and Islanders game. You know, you can't trust the Islanders. Uh, you know, San Jose, they'll seem to be kind of, sort of a slumping team. And I said, you know, if you like the Islanders, I said, you got to be careful playing that regulation line because this game could be one of those that go into overtime. Sure enough, it does. And then San Jose ends up still getting the win 4-3. So those are two teams you got to kind of stay away from as far as betting is concerned, I would say. Uh, the interesting teams to watch as far as the standings go because as they fall out of the race, especially more so San Jose, uh, they could still have the potential to be a spoiler and, and beat a, a halfway decent team. So that's the thing. You know, they might lose a, a couple of games here and there, but then next thing you know, they, they jump up and play a good team, just like Vancouver. You know, they jumped up and played a great Calgary team on a hot streak, blew them out of the water 7-1. So we might see that at times. Same thing with even with New Jersey. 6-3 went over, they said over Pittsburgh. Now they, you know, have rallied back-to-back to play uh, the Hawks tonight. And the biggest thing, obviously, was that Columbus-Florida game. Columbus getting the win. And like I said, we're going to talk about it here. You know, they're going to ride with uh, Barube moving forward. Uh, I was kind of hoping to see maybe, uh, you know, he would get the, the night off here tonight. But they're, they're saying he's going to, you know, keep going. And like I said, they've won nine of the last 11. So, you know, maybe they've kind of struck gold. Maybe they've, they've got something here with Barube. Like I said, he is a veteran. Uh, granted, he hasn't had much time in the NHL. Most of his experience is in the AHL. But, you know, maybe he, he's kind of feeling a, a groove right now. And with this team, like I said, Line a carrying the way offensively. Uh, Columbus is right there. They have a puncher chance uh, of maybe, you know, catching up closer to Boston, leapfrogging over Detroit and, and trying to get that last wildcard spot. Columbus is definitely playing like a team that wants to make the playoffs. It's been uh, extremely impressive uh, what they've done nine and two in their last 11 games. It's been uh, a great run for them. Uh, and uh, it's going to be interesting because I believe um, one or both uh, of uh, Corpus Allo and Merzlikens are close to coming back. Uh, and uh, but and I think I was hearing that maybe 
Merzlikens tonight might actually be available to dress as the backup uh, to Berube and maybe even start if he had to. But Brad Larson's going with the hot hand right now, which is J.F. Berube, uh, who's actually played pretty well. But we'll get into that game in a sec, why I've got concerns about Berube tonight in this game against uh, Carolina. Uh, And speaking of that, we'll get into that right now. First game of this Friday, uh, NHL card. Columbus Blue Jackets, Carolina Hurricanes. We've got Carolina minus 370 home favorites in this game, six and a half the total. I don't know, people. I mean, did did you not learn your lesson last night? It's tough to lay this kind of price against Columbus right now. That's the way I feel about this game. Uh, There's no question about that. We're talking about a Jackets team that's nine and two in their last 11 games. It's not easy to uh, want to take go against them, period, let alone lay minus 370 uh, with the opponent to do it. Uh, and again, this team is f- scoring goals in bunches. I've been very impressed. What's very impressive is they lose Zach Wierenski, of course, didn't play last night in the victory against Florida. We thought, boy, that's going to really hurt this team. Uh, and, you know, how are they going to make up for that? He is one of their better defensemen. And sure enough, Gabe Carlson comes in. Not only does he play well, he scores a goal last night for the Jackets. So uh, obviously just a – they didn't miss a beat, obviously, last night with him uh, taking the place of uh, Wierenski. Uh, obviously, we know what this team's doing offensively. They're lighting it up. They're scoring four goals, five goals, seven goals uh, with regularity right now. Uh, this Blue Jackets team uh, will see if they can uh, keep it going here uh, in this uh, game tonight against Carolina. Now, it is a back-to-back. It's thir- three games and four nights as well. Uh, for the Blue Jackets. So the games are adding up a little bit. And if I'm not mistaken as well, uh, fourth game and six for the uh, Jackets. So it's a little bit of a challenging spot for them off a huge win last night, obviously, against the uh, Florida Panthers. We'll see if they can uh, keep it going here uh, tonight. But I think it's a challenging spot. And I know they're going to ride the hot hand with John Jean-Francois Berube here, JF Berube, but there's a 30-year-old journeyman goalie playing a lot of hockey the last four or five days that's faced 40-plus shots now in back-to-back games. He could be worn down a little bit. Let's be honest. This is a guy that's you know being thrown into the fire there and facing a lot of rubber these last two games against both Toronto and Florida. They fired a lot of pucks at this guy. Does he have the stamina to play well again tonight in this game on the second of back-to-backs? That's a big concern. Carolina's rested, obviously, into this game. Uh, I'm just going to stick with what's working, and that's over six and a half. These Columbus games are just flying over the total. I don't know what changes here. They'll find a way probably to score goals. Carolina's actually been lighting it up, and that because of that, they've been trending over the total, Carolina, uh, the last few games uh, as well. Kind of worried about D'Angelo being out uh, on the blue line for Carolina. Tony D'Angelo has been a huge component of generating offense from the back end, moving that puck from defense to offense. He's been a big, big reason why we've seen that uh, Carolina offense take off. He's actually leading the team in points. 40 points this year for D'Angelo. It's been a terrific year. He's had his head on straight. No shenanigans, no scandals. No, no issues with teammates or any of that shit that was going on with the Rangers. He's had, he's buckled down. He's had his head on straight. He's not gotten into trouble, and he's played well on the ice. So they will miss him, but uh, I still think Carolina, you know, in this spot can find their way to scoring goals. Like I said, they've scored four, four, and five in the last three games. I like this game up and over the total. Again, it's been a crazy overrun for Columbus. Uh, I don't trust Barube here. And the reason why I'd be concerned about taking Columbus, and they were my dog of the day yesterday, they're not my dog of the day today because it's a tired fatigue spot, back-to-back, third and four nights, four and six nights. And the last time Carolina played Columbus was in this building. Carolina didn't just lose. They got blasted 
six nothing by Columbus. It was one of those weird outlier anomaly results where Carolina just didn't show up that night against Columbus. Something tells me it's a different Carolina team tonight. So I lean. I like the over. And as far as goal scoring prop, you, you pretty much have to consider Line A again at this number at, in this game as long as he keeps on finding the back of the net. It's been a terrific run for him. So how do you go against that? I would probably look toward Lion A again anytime goal scorer. Alex, Columbus, Carolina. Yeah, I'm, you said, you know, sticking with what works. I'm going to go with what worked last night in, in that Columbus matchup with Florida. Both teams will score in the first period. You're looking at it today, yes. it's plus 155. And like I said, this is a yep. Carolina team. Uh, we know how their offense can get ramped up. They've won three in a row. I've uh, been scoring goals left to right. And if Columbus is fatigued, yeah, they, you know, they still might be able to get some some effort and get some chances going offensively, but we know they're going to give up some goals as well. Like I said, if Berube, he's not going to be able to stand on his head night after night uh, and continue this this run for quite some time. So I like both teams to score here, plus 155. I don't want anything to do with a, with a side. And even the full game total, if I had to play something out, I'd obviously be looking to get a better number in game. All right, there we go. So uh, for both teams, to, I, I, I lean that way as well. The only game in the last uh, five games – for Columbus, where we have not seen both teams score uh, in the first period was Toronto. That game ended one nothing. Other than that, though, for the last five Columbus games, we have seen both teams score a goal uh, in the first period. So I, I like the value. I think it's worth a bet as well. Uh, Andrew, what do you think? Jackets and Hurricanes. Yeah, uh, what's going on, guys? Um, look, when I look at this game, I really think that uh, this is one of those spots here where it's kind of like you get that feeling that all of a sudden everyone notices a team and that's when you want to jump off the ship. And that's kind of how I feel about Columbus right now. Everybody's wow. Wow. They're very impressive. Wow. Line and scoring. This team's putting up goals. And then I'm going to, you know, say what Alex always says and not so fast, my friend, that's kind of how I feel here with Columbus. I mean, uh, good call by you. Uh, I was on the show yesterday. We had a good time on the, on the betcast though. Um, but I heard you did like Columbus Ian. That's great. And I think that yesterday was the spot today not so much you know so um let's not forget like you mentioned six nothing was the last the score the last time these two teams met the amount of shots that brube has faced pretty much I'll, I'll put it this way guys i waited until brube was announced to be to be in for me to bet carolina puck line i and it's an expensive price don't get me wrong but uh the way carolina plays defense the way they can protect their own end i think a lot of people are giving too much credit to brube Let's be honest, guys. It's been the offense. Like, I'm not trying to diss this goaltender, but how many goals did they score against Toronto to win? How many goals did they score last night to win? You know, it's not like they're winning these two, three, one games. Because um, that's where you give the credit to the goaltender. If you're winning games by scoring four, five, or six goals, I don't know. A lot of it has to go towards the offense, doesn't it? How much credit can we really give a goaltender if your team is scoring five goals? You know, so... Um, when I look at the defensive core and I look at Freddie Anderson, I just think that their rest is, is solid. I mean, I think the number is like eight and two last 10 games on three or more days of rest for Carolina. Um, they're one of the teams that I look to bet on after a couple days off. Um, and, and, you know, looking at them at home as well, great home record overall. So it's not a great price, but I love this uh, minus one and a half here. All right, and sometimes you have to be willing to pay for what you want to bet. And in this case, that's the uh, puck line for Andrew, minus 140 uh, with the uh, Carolina Hurricanes to uh, get the job done. By and Jeffrey here tonight. says he was at the game yesterday, and he said uh, he wasn't actually tested that much. So, I mean, you know. Yeah. 
There you go, Jeffrey. Good call. You're, you know what? He a lot of the shots, and I because we had televisions on where I was at last night. We were at a party function type of thing, but we had televisions on with uh, multiple games, and uh, I did look and peruse at the uh, Florida game probably more than any of the other games early uh, last night, and, and I did see a lot of the shots at Barube were not the prime scoring, not right in the slot, not right in front of the net. Some from the outside, some from the boards area, made it a little bit easier for him to uh, uh, stop some of them. Uh, you have to give the Jackets credit for that, but this is a tricky spot. This is a guy that's in his 30s. Let's not forget that. He's playing a lot of hockey at the NHL level the last few days, and uh, definitely uh, this could be the spot where J.F. Berube looks like that journeyman, run-of-the-mill AHL, mostly goaltender for the last several and, years. And don't forget, team. guys, 30-year-olds are pretty old, you know. So Yeah, they are. Oh, don't, don't, you don't have to tell me about it. Yeah, already, we know. I'm, I'm <laughs> cracking in my bones and in my back and in my neck. I mean, I'm already – I'm way older than my age. He gave me the one-timer in the slot for that one, Alex. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was in the office like Ovechkin, right. so I, I had right. to say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. That was a perfectly – put it on the tee for you there with that. Yeah. All right, Buffalo-St. Louis. We've got the uh, Blues, minus 330. Uh, home favorite, six the total in this one. So I'm going to place a few bucks here. Nothing best bet material, but for me, Buffalo pl- first period, plus 195 here. It just for me, it's St. Louis – too happy with their road trip. I don't like when Barube's a, a, a mean, focused, you know, crack the whip, son of a gun sometimes. When he is singing glowing praises about the St. Louis Blues recent road trip coming back home for this game, that's a red flag to me. That guy's always going to look to make sure his team maintains an edge, you know, and doesn't get too overconfident and feel too good about themselves. You know, they did have a nice road trip, 3-0-1. They played well. Uh, put the boots to Philly, beat Toronto, which was a very good win, um, took care of business against Ottawa. The only loss was, believe it or not, to those surging Montreal Canadiens uh, on that road trip for the uh, St. Louis Blues. But when you're seeing Barube say shit like, we played some really good hockey on this trip. Yeah, we let one slip away in Montreal, but overall, very good hockey. And coming away with seven out of eight points, that's a real good trip. We should feel good. I hate that. I hate when coaches say that. It means tonight might be that stinker, that clunker, whatever you want to call it here uh, for the Blues. I think Buffalo could jump on them early. Is Buffalo a team I trust to win the game and, and be good for 60 minutes in a tough place to play? St. Louis does have a good home record. I think we have a special guest coming <laughs> up here uh, in a few minutes. Uh, there you oh, are, <laughs> uh, Jimmy Murphy and the one and only Maddie joining the show here. What's up, hey guys? What's up, you guys? Hey. How are we doing? How are you, Maddie? What's up? How are you? I'm good. Ah, uh, it's great. I'm ready to make some picks. Yeah, yeah Maddie, ready to make some picks. That's some money. <laughs> All right, Maddie, have you done your homework? You ready to deliver the goods here? I think we're ready, right? Let's yeah. do it. All right, great stuff. We got Jimmy and Maddie joining us. Special guest, Maddie. Maddie, if she beats me head to head and win loss record, she's going to be the new host of the Ice Guys. Maybe so I better <laughs> make sure I've got my game ready, uh, game face on, and ready to perform today. Um, so, uh, getting back to this, uh, Buffalo, I think in the first period might be able to jump on St. Louis. They're not going to be happy about getting shut out. And I saw that game against Montreal. Montreal was very good, but Buffalo was lethargic. It was just one of those games that looked like they were stuck in mud. Keep in mind that top line for Buffalo has been very good lately. Tuck Thompson and Skinner for the Buffalo Sabres. They've been great. Uh, I would think, you know, you're going to see a bounce back a little bit from them. Tage Thompson to score a goal is a consideration for me. Alex Tuck, you got to bet his shot prop right now. He just keeps on going over his shots on goal prop. Uh, you got to keep going with that at three and a half, in my opinion. 
But I like Buffalo a little bit here, first period, plus 195. Don't trust them for the full game, but I think early in the game they could have a good start. Uh, and uh, lean over the total of six as well. There's some other totals I like. I like the Carolina total more, but I would lean to this one over a little bit. Let's go to Maddie and Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. um, Buffalo and St. Louis, take it away. I don't know, Matty. Are you liking the Alex Tuck goal line, or who do you think should score here on, on Buffalo? Who's a guy you think might score tonight? Um, She's thinking. Peyton Krebs. Peyton Krebs? All right. We'll, we'll go with a little Peyton Krebs prop here. And I, I think uh, Papa Murph here is like, I like what you like there, Ian, as well. Loving them in the first period. Could actually see them pulling off a, an upset in this game. I think this is a sneaky trap game for the Blues. Uh, so I'm going to go with that as well, the first period, and then we'll go with Peyton Krebs and a goal prop. All right, says Maddie. And I'll tell you what, we're going to have to uh, make sure we bring Maddie on the show every day if this cashes. I'm, I'm betting that now, too. Maddie. I'm betting yeah. it, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maddie special right here. Peyton Krebs to score a goal tonight for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. And uh, like I say, if, if this hits, uh, we, we got to be impressed with Maddie's acumen when it comes to hockey picks for sure. Um, all right, Alex, what do you think here? Buffalo, St. Louis. Well, yeah, we're kind of all in agreement with with looking at Buffalo possibly having some uh, momentum going in the first period. The thing about looking at the full game is that Buffalo's 3-13 in the last 16 meetings against St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even going back a ways, and obviously we're talking about a lot of bad Buffalo teams over the years, that they still haven't been able to find a way to beat St. Louis. But also St. Louis is coming home off of a road trip. So that's always a spot kind of like the faded team. So I'm going with the first period over. Only laying a dollar thirty, need one and a half goals there. Uh, and, and I'm going to go with that uh, Krebs to score as well. I think that prop might hit tonight. So, All right, good stuff there. Uh, right. So, uh, all right, Andrew. Krebs, there we go. Yeah, how about that? Well, I'm going to – I'm jumping on it. We're all jumping on it. We're going to support <laughs> Maddie. We believe in Maddie. Maddie knows what she's talking about here. Peyton Krebs will score tonight for the Buffalo Sabres. That's all there is to it. Andrew, uh, Buffalo-St. Louis. Well, I have a goal-scoring prop now. Uh, obviously, I didn't have one before until about uh, 45 seconds ago, but I do now. Uh, I'm also on the first period over. That's kind of where I'm looking. You talked about it, uh, Ian. Um, you know, when a coach pretty much tells you that they're satisfied with the way a road trip went, uh, you kind of have to think it's going to be a slow start for, for them and maybe some bad defensive mistakes. So I think both teams could score, but I would play it safe with the over one and a half first period. All right, there we go. Uh, like an over in the uh, first period. How about Jimmy and Maddie with the game that they, they uh, came into the show after we talked about it? Columbus, Carolina. What do you guys think there? Well, I, I think I know where Maddie's going to go on anytime we bring up Carolina, right? Because that's that's where Grandma lives. So we're we're taking the Hurricanes in this one, but we're going to have to do. We're going to have to do. I think Maddie. Do you think they can win by uh, more than two goals? Yeah. Because we're not getting much value either way. All right. So she's saying it. Minus two and a half. There wow. you go. That's Carolina. Yeah. Wow. That's alternative puck line uh, right great. there. Carolina Hurricanes again in a tough spot for the Jackets for as good as they've played, you know, back to back three and four nights. Barube on a back to back starting uh, Carolina plus 130, by the way, for minus two and a half goals tonight uh, against Columbus. All right. Here we go. We got we got everybody here. We got Maddie. Uh, I'll tell you what, Maddie, you're doing good. Keep it up. Peyton. I like that you go for value. Peyton yep. Krebs of value. Definitely. Like father like daughter. Goal score prop. Exactly. Just like uh, your dad, your old man loves his puck lines. That's He's why smarter, we call him Jimmy Puck Line. <laughs> Daddy Puck Line for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. New Jer- uh, yeah, it is New Jersey. That, that's Chicago. actually got to be the new line. Jimmy, it can't be uh, Jimmy Puck Line anymore. It's got to be Papa Puck Line. That sounds Papa better. Puck that sounds like cooler. That's even better. That's there it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Papa Puck Line, Daddy Puck Line, Jimmy Puck Line. 
Uh, you got to get in on the puck lines, Maddie. That's one of the things he'll teach you uh, now that you're on the show. Uh, New Jersey and Chicago. We've got Chicago minus 120, uh, home favorites, six the total here in this one. So we know with uh, New Jersey, they're on a back-to-back. They're off a huge win against Pittsburgh last night. And boy, did they ever jump on the Penguins early in that game. Uh, they got out to a quick lead, 2-0. Uh, and then they ended up building it up to, I think, 4 nothing before Pittsburgh finally scored. Uh, it was a terrific performance by the Devils. And it is back-to-back, but I don't really want to hear this nonsense from people that it's they're tired, New Jersey. They just had a week off, you know, going into the game against Pittsburgh last night. So they shouldn't be tired. This is not your normal back-to-back. You know, they should be relatively fresh, uh, all things considered, uh, for them playing back-to-back games like this. So I think they can handle this. Um, it's been a, a steady uh, stream of money on New Jersey here because Chicago opened minus 145. They're down to minus 120, minus 125. But I agree with it. I've got a split bet with Jersey here, money line and their team total, which I got early today at minus 140, over two and a half. This team is going to start to score some goals. You look at last night with Janssen back, with Jesper Bratt, who was playing great before his recent absence, comes back last night for the Devils and scores both of their first two goals. You know, that's another goal score prop tonight. Jesper Bratt, for sure. Overshots on goal. You know, New Jersey, I think, is going to find some offense. The question is, can they defend and can they get goaltending, the likes of which they got from Nico Dawes last night? Can they get that on a consistent basis? That's the question. What I know for Chicago is I sure don't trust a returning Kevin Lankinen uh, in net tonight for the first time since oblivion it feels like uh and when he last started uh, a game for the uh, chicago blackhawks so uh it's been a while his numbers aren't great 3.41 goals against average 889 uh, save percentage for lankinen hasn't played since january the 22nd at minnesota where he gave up four goals uh on 44 shots so it's been a while yeah, and his number he hasn't had a great season I think New Jersey, yeah, it's back-to-back on the road. Is there a potential for a mini letdown after a big win against Crosby, Malkin, and the Penguins? Yeah, but they've 5-2 and two in the last seven against Chicago. They've done well head-to-head, and I think they're at least able to score goals. So got a split bet, half-and-half, half, New Jersey money line, which I got at plus 120. New Jersey team total over 2.5, minus 140, which I believe the juice has gone up on that now. It's about minus 160 now. I think it might even hit three and a half, the team total in some spots. And I'm also going to take the over six uh, for the full game as well in this one. Uh, Jimmy and Maddie, here you go. New Jersey, right. Chicago. Maddie's going to tell you this one. What are we liking, Mads? Um, over six, Devil's Money Line. Two bets. Two recommendations right. here from Maddie. New Jersey Money Line and over six. And Maddie, I'm on two of those as well. So let's get it. Let's win. Let's get that. Uh, Let's two New money, Jersey right? money line and over. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. All right. So there it is. Devils and over for Papa Murphy and Maddie uh, on uh, that game. Uh, Alex, uh, Devils and Blackhawks. Yeah, Maddie, that's a good pick. I'm a Hawks fan, but they're probably going to lose tonight for sure. This is not a, a good spot for them. They've got Kevin Lincoln in the back of goalie. Ian, as you mentioned, he's returning and his numbers are, are pretty awful. And this is New Jersey on the second night of a back-to-back, so they might allow some goals here as well. And I haven't seen this since we've been seeing these twos for the first period. Uh, it opened two at even money and dropped down to one and a half minus a dollar fifty-five yeah. offshore. So that that tells me that you know the books kind of made a, a overcorrection. I don't know if they thought Lincoln was going to come back early, and then they weren't sure of the information and they moved that number. But uh, two makes sense. So now we're getting one and a half. I'll wait a little bit 
in game, try to grab that at maybe a dollar, dollar thirty, dollar thirty-five, go over the first period. All right, so maybe wait another in-game opportunity maybe for a first period over here uh, with the uh, Devils and the Blackhawks. Andrew, New Jersey and Chicago. Yeah, first of all, just a big shout-out to everybody tuning in. Those numbers have climbed up. I think at one point we've had over 200 different people watching this, up to like 140 people live at one point. So we appreciate all of you guys. Um, yeah, it's it's dog or pass for me, but I haven't really uh, uh, made anything official on this one quite yet. But uh, that's kind of where I'm really looking there. Um, <laughs> we got some funny uh, yeah, devil's going to make Alex break out the Jameson watching his black ox. Lose. That's Alex pretty funny. Come in the bottle after That's last right. night. It's, hey, it's Alex, literally, literally it's, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's there from last night. Actually, yeah. you know, what's funny. You, you know, what's still next to me, which is kind of, I shouldn't, in the office, we still got the <laughs> bottle of wine. I left it from right. yesterday night <laughs> in the office. <laughs> uh, that's great. <laughs> a little what's vino last night. What's that stuff, uh, guys, that they have up in uh, Newfoundland? The that crazy booze they have—it's really strong. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, when you get screeched in, whatever screeched. it is. Um, yeah, screeched. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you ever had that? No, I've never been. I've never been. I want to go there. That stuff will snap but... your head back a little yeah. bit. <laughs> My brother went there. Is it like Canadian told... moonshine, basically? Or... Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. My brother went there. Uh, Jimmy, he he actually was with a girl from Newfoundland for a little while, and uh, so he got screeched in, and he was like, "Man." everyone's looking at you. you have to act like you don't like you know it's not a horrible taste right like you're just everyone's looking at you and you're just like know. yeah you gotta yeah. just it's one of those times where you're trying to hold in what you're actually thinking yes <laughs> that's a good point andrew's dog barked exactly when ian said he was taking new jersey it's a sign it's yeah. a sign everything's yeah. adding up <laughs> everything's yeah. adding up pass. the dog likes it too matt <laughs> A dog likes another dog. Wow. Actually, that's that doesn't always happen. So actually, yep. we shouldn't just take that for granted. Uh, no question. Uh, great stuff. All right. On we go. Winnipeg and Colorado. Uh, we've got the uh, Jets and the Avs here. Uh, Colorado minus 285. Home favorite. Six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, the Jets and the Avs. I mean, if probably at the beginning of the card, if you would have asked me dog of the day, probably New Jersey. But I'm tempted to at least take a little sprinkle on the plus one and a half on Winnipeg. Because one thing about the Jets here, I don't know if I have the guts to take money line because of Colorado at home, but you look at the Avalanche. Guess who they play tomorrow night? Vegas. Huge game. Huge game uh, against the Golden Knights. Uh, this definitely does feel like that same spot we saw Colorado in. You remember it? They played Dallas at home, and they played Vegas the next night. What happened in the home game against Dallas? They lost 4-1. to one. I'm not saying Winnipeg's going to win this game for sure, but it's the same similar scheduling situational spot, you know, that we have here uh, for Colorado tonight. And for Winnipeg, they're not winning games, but man, they're fighting tooth and nail every game. The Calgary game right down to the wire. Calgary scores the game winner with less than a minute to go from Elias Lindholm, two to one Dallas. They're up three, two in the third period. They tie it and they win in overtime. Tyler Sagan, four, three for Dallas. I mean, they're right in every game lately, the last couple. And Hellebuck's been good. He's given them a chance. Kind of feels like I think Winnipeg can hang around. Now, they've had no success in Colorado. I think they're 1-7 and seven the last eight. They're still banged up. Christian Reichel's injured. Uh, Cole Perfetti is injured. There's Andrew Cott might, missed another game. might miss another game. He's missed the last few. Oh, and Nikolai Ehlers, who just came back, he's injured again uh, for the Winnipeg Jets. So there's all kinds of... Uh, concerns here for Winnipeg but the one thing I have not been concerned about is still battling 
you know, it's an uphill battle. I think they're six or seven out of that second wild card spot now. They've got work to do. The games are dwindling down. The losses are mounting. It can't be easy for this team to remain confident right now, but they do play hard. It's a kind of a dubious spot for Colorado. So, yeah, lean Winnipeg money line, but Colorado, Winnipeg plus one and a half, I think, just for a little security. Going to look maybe toward that uh, at around even money here. It's just got that something smells foul. Uh, about this spot a little bit for Colorado. Uh, certainly they're good enough. And remember, they're probably going to be without McKinnon again. McKinnon, they're saying he might be back this weekend, but why would you play him tonight against Winnipeg when you can rest him for tomorrow night when you play Vegas? You know, and I think that's what they might do. I don't think they're going to rush Nathan McKinnon back tonight. Uh, he, of course, they missed the uh, he missed the Detroit game. And of course, they still won uh, rather easily. And they're 12 and three, I believe, without McKinnon this year. So they can win games without Nate the Great, no question. But something tells me Winnipeg's hanging around tonight. So I like the puck line. Plus one and a half, even money, Winnipeg Jets. Jimmy and Maddie, here you go. Winnipeg, Colorado. Well, Maddie's going to make the picks here, but I'll, get, I'll give you some preferences to what we're going to pick here. I like that, you know, something's rotten there. Something stinks here. Well, something, you know, the saying, something's rotten in Denmark. Let's just replace the mark with ver. Something's rotten in Denver tonight, guys. And I'm, I'm with Ian on this. Uh, I think they're looking ahead to tomorrow night. And I also think Winnipeg knows right now, this is, it, it's not too early to say that these games now are do or die, right? I mean, their playoff hopes are going right down the tubes right now. And they need a big win. And what a confidence booster this would be. And I think they tighten up on defense. So, Maddie, what are we taking here? Um, Jets under six and a half. And the Jets money line. And the Jets, well, money line. See, Jimmy's got a little bit more guts than I do, plus 225. <laughs> uh, although probably we'll sprinkle on that. But the majority of it, like percentage-wise, probably be 80, 20, 80 on the buck line, plus one and a half. just for Because I could see the Jets battle, 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 and then fall short like they've done so many times and yeah. lose by one. Uh, but I like the guts. I like the gumption, as Darren Pang would say, for uh, Jimmy Murphy with the uh, plus uh, 225. And like in the under, I lean to the under as well. Colorado's gone under and four straight at home. I find when they get a lead at home, especially with the big game against Vegas tomorrow night, they'll just put it on cruise control, hang in there, and, and try to bring it home. Franco's in net, by the way, uh, which is not surprising. Save Kemper for tomorrow night when he had a shutout, I believe, uh, against Vegas the last time he faced them. Uh, Franco's it's been a little up and down. He gave up two against Detroit, three against Dallas before that, four against uh, Chicago. Uh, so he's not been quite as sharp certainly hasn't been as good as Kemper lately which could open the door here for maybe Winnipeg to hang around uh Alex uh what do you think here Jets abs yeah it's a bad scheduling spot for the avalanche you know being on the road for four coming home for one and then going right back on the road and taking like I said a, a team obviously they've kind of built a rivalry with of sorts with Vegas so this could be a, a bit of a, of a look ahead spot but I don't trust Winnipeg to take control for a full 60 minutes nor do I trust Colorado to lay down if they go, you know, get, uh, you know, behind by a goal or two at home. This is a team that has one of the best home records in the league. We saw the streak that they were able to run off. Uh, so I like Winnipeg first period plus 180. And if I see some fight from Colorado in that first 20 minutes and they're still down, I'm definitely gonna be looking for a live spot to take the Avalanche money line. But I'm definitely gonna be on Winnipeg uh, right now for money line first period. Yeah, that might be something to consider, too. Might have to tack that on the Winnipeg first. Kind of like with Buffalo against St. Louis. Kind of think that maybe the first period yeah. Winnipeg could maybe. Now, McKinnon, I'm just reading, is playing tonight. So he is actually okay. going to return tonight for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. But like I say, the record without him is 12-3. and three. So And they still might limit his minutes tonight. Doesn't mean he's going to be playing his regular kind of shifts or, or things. Yeah. So. They say lower body injury. They say it wasn't. 
too serious because it was only enough to keep him out against Detroit the other night. So looks like McKinnon will uh, return and fill his normal spot. Obviously, top line minutes, top line duty tonight for the uh, Colorado Avalanche alongside uh, Miko Rantanen and the captain, uh, Gabriel Landeskog. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? Winnipeg, Colorado. I like the under as well. I think that's what uh, uh, Jimmy and Maddie, you guys like the under? That's what you said? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm with, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think that especially with that game coming up against Vegas, it's a, you know, I think that I always talk about there's so many overused expressions with back-to-backs, with letdown spots. To me, the number one uh, expression that's used with look ahead is the most accurate. Um, players have these games marked down on their calendar. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously there's, there's all these, you know, calendars all over the locker rooms in the NHL or the buildings and teams and players know which games are coming up. And I think that uh, Winnipeg, as much as they've been inconsistent with their goal scoring, I think that they'll play a good defensive game tonight and getting a six and a half here to me is that key half a goal number here. So uh, I think Colorado can still win, but I'll just uh, take the under six and a half here. All right. Like in the under here, six and a half, Andrew, in this one. And the big reason why Winnipeg's actually, you know, their defensive game has improved and it's easy to see why they've got everybody healthy now. Bullyu's back, Nate Schmidt, DeMello, Morrissey, Pionk, uh, Dylan. Uh, they got everybody back essentially now on the blue line. Remember, they had a bunch of injuries going into the All-Star break on that blue line. They got everybody healthy again. So big reason why they played a little bit better uh, here defensively uh, the last few games. Vegas and Arizona. We got Vegas minus 275. Uh, wrote favorites, five and a half the total in this one. Uh, Vegas hasn't played since Sunday night where they got a much needed win. Remember, they had been struggling mightily. Uh, but they finally get off the schneid and beat San Jose 4-1 to on Sunday night. So they're a very well-rested team. Four days off coming into this game tonight against Arizona. They've also got the big game on deck tomorrow night, of course. Colorado with the spot with Vegas tomorrow night. Same thing with Vegas here. You know, are they focused on Arizona having to play Colorado? And it's actually a redemption game for Vegas tomorrow night against Colorado because they got shut out by the Avalanche at home the last time they played them. Uh, so it's not a spot I'm looking to lay minus 260. Do I want to take Arizona, though? Not necessarily. Uh, we'll see if they go back to Wedgwood. Wedgwood's the only reason that was close. Yes, Wedgwood is in net. I'm not surprised by that, that Andre Tourney is doing that, starting Wedgwood again. Wedgwood was the only reason L.A. was uh, as cl- close to Arizona as they were Wednesday night. 3-2, he was magnificent. It was one of his best games of the year. And Vamelka has really been struggling with his confidence fighting the puck quite a bit. So it's a very uh, straightforward decision in my mind to have Scott Wedgwood starting tonight for Arizona uh, in this one. I still think Vegas gets the victory. Uh, and if you like anything to do with Arizona in this game, guys, why take Arizona money line or puck line? Just take Clayton Keller to score a goal. Yeah, He's the only guy that's uh, producing right now offensively for Arizona. Four straight games with a goal. He has six points for the Arizona Coyotes in the last four games as well. So, you know, even though I think Vegas gets the win, I don't think it's the craziest thing to take Clayton Keller either to get a, get a point or score a goal uh, because he is the guy that's just carrying the way uh, for the uh, offense right now uh, of the Arizona Coyotes going into this game. Uh, Jimmy and Maddie, what do you think here? Vegas in the Desert Dogs, Arizona. Well, we're not, we're not really, you know, touching the, uh, the spread here or the over-under. We just – we're looking at this game to have a little more fun with the props. And I think we're going with a former Boston Bruin, aren't we, Matt? Who are we going with? Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel to score a goal tonight at plus 350. All right, Phil Kessel. And Phil Kessel's one of those enigmas. There's no question about that. And this year, it's look, 
Six goals is pretty bad, to be honest, for a guy that's been such a big goal scorer uh, in the past. He's on his way easily for a career low. What was his worst season in terms of goals prior to this year? 14 in 2019, his first year with Arizona. Uh, He might not even get to 14. You know, at this point, because well, we're already fifty-one. He needs to get his trade value up, and that's what he needs to do. I mean, I, yeah, I think definitely. maybe you know, he looks at it now. If I start to play a little harder, I can get this the, the goal scoring streak going, or even add some assists. Maybe I can get my butt out of here and uh, get on a better team. So I, I could see him starting to play a little better as this trade deadline gets closer. It's funny you say that, Jimmy, because I think there's some truth to it. I'm looking at his numbers now, the last few games here for Phil, even though he hasn't scored since he had one goal on February 9th against Seattle, and that's the only game he scored in the calendar year. So that's how tough it's been for him. But the last two games, he's all of a sudden got three three shots on goal against Dallas, and on Wednesday night against L.A., he had five shots on goal. He had a bunch of chances. He's firing the puck. You know, he's getting opportunities. So speaking to your point that maybe he's looking to, you know, shoot the puck, try to get on some kind of run. The problem is his shots on goal number is only one and a half and it's like minus 210. So you got to lay a huge price on that. You're almost better off taking two and a half at a better price if if a book offers it. Yeah. Uh, But certainly shooting the puck a bit more. Now, the question is, will it lead uh, to him finding the back of the net? Yeah, and you are getting a decent price. I mean, Kessel uh, to score a goal in that plus, you know, almost plus 400 in some spots. So great value. All right, Maddie, great value. Maddie's Maddie's going to be a very economical shopper. (laughs) She looks for the bargain bin. She looks for the value. She looks for the better prices. It's going to save you a lot of money when you got to pay the bills, Maddie, uh, when you grow up for sure. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Vegas, Arizona. Yeah, you know, we talked about the same spot Colorado's in, same thing with Vegas. They look maybe looking ahead to tomorrow night with that big matchup. They still could find a way to beat Arizona. Obviously, this is a Coyotes team that's just been struggling mightily. Wedgwood is in net. Like I said, he's kind of the better option right now. Vimelka just faced a ton of shots over the last, you know, few starts he had and is starting to struggle a little bit. It's expected. He's a rookie. He just pretty much got thrown into the fire at the beginning of this year. So, you know, he's he's done as well as he possibly could with this team in front of him. Uh, I would lean with the first period over. I think we could see Vegas maybe, uh, you know, get some things rolling. Arizona is a, a team that, you know, kind of goes back and forth with that first period total. They're five and five the last 10 games. Uh, but like I said, Vegas maybe try to put this game away early and then maybe they take their foot off the gas and maybe you find some, you know, uh, live spots to bet Arizona to score next goal. Maybe they can kind of cut the lead. So it's one where I don't want to look at laying a, you know, a puck line with Vegas because Arizona might, you know, end up coming back and, t- you know, getting you know, within a goal or two uh, if they get down to a big lead or, or vice versa. Arizona could kind of, you know, hang around, maybe make a game close and then Vegas pulls away late. So I want nothing to do with a side or even a full game total. It'll be a lean to the first period. And I'd probably look at some in-game props as well. Excellent stuff. By the way, I want to skip back. Tuck is, yeah, like eight out of 10 over shots on goal for him. Same with Lion A for Columbus, eight out of the last 10 games over shots on goal. Justin Falk, the last 10 games, uh, eight out of 10, and the last five games, five and oh to his over shots prop. Now that's one and a half, and it's minus 160 for Justin Falk of the St. Louis Blues defenseman. But I mean, the percentages are on your side with that. No question. So there's just some shot props to maybe consider. Kessel, by the way, six out of his last 10, he's gone over one and a half, including each of the last two games. But again, you got to lay minus 210 in some spots with that. That's a lot of big price to be laying there. Andrew, what do you think? Vegas, Arizona. I got to laugh at uh, Kenny Wu's comment in the live YouTube chat right now. He said, Phil Kessel isn't even the best player in his family. 
<laughs> which, which, <laughs> which lately yeah, is a hell of a player. Yep. <laughs> Amanda Castle. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She's pretty great. So, and, uh, and, and she actually made the Olympic team, but yeah. uh, I think Phil should have been on the Olympic team. Uh, I'm not saying he shouldn't have been, I think he should have yeah. been. Um, but anyway, I thought that was kind of a funny comment. Shout out to Amanda Castle. Um, but I like the under in this game for a lot of the same reasons. I like the under in the avalanche game, look ahead game for the golden Knights. Arizona actually plays better defense than people give them credit for. Um, I just think it's kind of the wear and tear of a full 60 minutes. If you notice lately with Arizona games, they haven't really been losing and getting, you know, uh, beat down early in games. It's been kind of late in the game yeah. or in the third period when they kind of implode. So, um, if they can hold Vegas for like even half a game, I think we'll get the under here. Yeah. The bend don't break approach for sure lately. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, definitely could, could lend itself toward under. And Arizona got an under out of Wedgwood the other night when they played the LA Kings. So we'll see if that uh, continues here tonight in this one. Before we get to our final game, we'll mention DraftKings, our great partners here at THPN and the Ice Guys, official sports betting partner of the NBA and NHL. Uh, they've got an offer that is too good to pass up. New customers can bet just $1 on any team, any NBA team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL and NBA. Must be 21 years of age or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right. Final game, and this is actually a pretty interesting game and an important game mm -hmm. in the Pacific Division. Los Angeles Kings, Anaheim Ducks, L.A. minus 10, minus 115 road favorites, uh, five and a half uh, the total uh, in this game. Uh, when you look at this uh, matchup, obviously Anaheim got a, a nice win uh, against the uh, San Jose Sharks uh, the other night, uh, but I'm going to do the old nine-inch nails treatment uh, to the uh, Anaheim Ducks tonight. I'm going to bite the hand that's fed me. Uh, in the in the, the the last game that they played, bite the hand that feeds. He is you. That's the pun master, Maddie. Yeah, no, I am is, definitely. He is the pun master. Yeah, and you're gonna find that out. Yeah, puns and and you know, uh, and metaphors too. and you know, uh, alliteration, all that stuff. Yeah, uh, not 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 bad at it. It could be worse. Uh, we'll put it that way. Uh, but when I when it comes karaoke, to maybe. Yeah. Certainly if you want to have a good time, it's oh I look forward yeah. to that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh we'll rock out the when the ice guys makes a trip to Vegas, yeah. all hands oh, yeah. on deck. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. You know, Maddie Maddie dances, she does hip hop, so Okay, nice. All right. Yeah. Good stop. Well, Maddie's going to have to be like the backup dancers for me when I'm on the uh, <laughs> well, I got to learn some moves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She'll beat me at dancing, that's for sure. There's no question uh, about that. Uh but anyway, uh when you look at uh Vegas or sorry, LA Anaheim, Anaheim with a nice win against San Jose, 4-3 in a shootout, but you know, that game could have went either way. It was a coin flip. Uh this team is suddenly an over machine and so is LA, believe it or not. So 
five and a half makes me think maybe this game goes over the total. I mean, both teams are feeling it offensively. They both got players that have been terrific lately, scoring goals for them. Zegras and Terry goes without saying how good they've been for Anaheim. They're getting offense even from the back end uh, lately. Ricard Raquel's been on fire. Uh, for the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, that could continue tonight. For L.A., Adrian Kempe can't be stopped. I mean, him to score a goal is a nightly consideration, in my opinion, uh, to score a goal. Same with his shots on goal. Same with Alex Iafalo. His shots on goal, I mentioned it prior to the Arizona game Wednesday night. Take Iafalo over shots on goal. It keeps cashing. Drew Doughty let me down with shots on goal, but I saw that game, L.A., Arizona. He had a bunch of shots blocked or missed the net. You know, it was one of those nights the puck was just not going on net for him. He was shooting. The shot attempts, I think, for Doughty was like eight or nine. But unfortunately, I think he only had the one registered shot on goal the other night. I'd still look, come right back to maybe looking at Doughty over two and a half shots tonight. But I like this game over the total. And to be quite honest with you, I like L.A. You know, minus 110. I just think a lot of Anaheim success and offensive success lately. And I really did some looking into this power plays. Five-on-five, not so good. The five-on-five play, L.A. is significantly better, especially lately, than the Anaheim Ducks. I think that's where this game's won. And the Anaheim penalty kill is dreadful at the moment. You look at Anaheim's recent penalty killing numbers, they're terrible. That could be problematic because the Kings have shown signs of getting their power play going. I mean, nobody talks enough about Ayafalo, Kempe, and Kopitar. That line has really generated some significant, significant chemistry and offensive productivity. Philip Deneau is scoring goals. Victor Arvidsson had a great game on that second line the other night against Arizona. Drew Doughty is shooting the puck a lot. Uh, Sean Dursey, this kid that they've got on their blue line, looks like he's going to be a good player as well. I like how he moves the puck up the ice. He's got a decent shot from the blue line as well. There's lots to like with L.A., and with all due respect to Arizona, we've seen them, or Anaheim rather, since the All-Star break, they lost to Seattle. That's a bad loss. They got crushed by Calgary, crushed by Edmonton. They did beat Vancouver. That was their one, but everything was going in the net early, and then they were life and death to beat San Jose, who are struggling right now. So I think L.A. right now just the better squad uh, at this point in time, and they're actually revenging a loss to Anaheim the last time they played in a shootout way back, I think, in October or November. They haven't played since then. I think L.A. gets payback tonight. So I like the Kings. Money line minus 110. I like the over as well. And I like those player props that I mentioned as well in this game tonight. Jimmy, Maddie, final game on this card. What do you like? LA, Anaheim. All right. What are we doing, Matt? Um, LA. And how are we doing it? LA puck line? Yeah. LA puck line. <laughs> there it is. LA puck line. And well, Italian, why are we going with LA? Because she- I love LA. <laughs> she loves I love LA. LA. <laughs> when she gets I love old. It. Cool. <laughs> We love it, I should say. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I remember that song. They play it on Dodgers games all the time yeah. as well. So there we go. LA Kings. <laughs> and yeah, John Massey make, makes a great point. They very well lose to San Jose if Anthony Stolarz isn't as good as he was. He Stolarz the game for the uh, <laughs> Anaheim Ducks the other night. Yeah, who played. was the guy we had on last week, Ian, the uh, former player, Danny? Uh, Danny Ehrman. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he, he, called, he said, look, and you guys have said it as well, of course, but I mean, Anaheim's just shown their true colors in the last month or so. I mean, they had a nice little run in the first half of the season, but they are what they are. Yeah, they're good. They can win it. They're certainly capable of winning any night, to be honest, because yeah. they, they beat Boston. They beat, they beat some, some surprising wins they've had this year. But to me, what right now, this L.A. team, and by the way, L.A., we talked early in the year, and they were bad on the road, L.A., yeah. early in the year. They've won five straight on the road 
going right. into the night. They've ironed out their road problems. They're playing better hockey away from home. They're looking for their sixth straight road win tonight. And they're going to be active teams. at the deadline, guys. I can tell you that for a fact right now. Yeah. They, they are very much involved in a lot of trade conversations, so they could get even better. Yeah, and I remember you mentioning that a few weeks ago, Jimmy, that they were definitely at working the phones, trying to get better. Yep. They believe in this young group, that they can be a playoff team this year and maybe even make some noise, win a series or two. I think Chickering we'll ends up there, to be honest. I think yep. that's where they'll end up. Yep, and the reason they can th thank that, too, is, they're again, their forward group has improved so much. We don't even talk about Byfield. Wait till Byfield gets going for them. Yeah. And he's had a bunch of chances lately. But Quick and Peterson, Quick's had a bounce-back year. This is one of the best years we've yeah. seen out of Jonathan Quick in recent years. And, of course, Peterson's been steady uh, in net as well for them as well. So, yeah, there's a reason why they think this team can be dangerous moving forward. Alex, you got the Kings jersey on. Is that foreshadowing? It is, but I like this total a lot more than the side. And and you look at, like I said, it's a cheap number at five and a half. And keep in mind, this is a rivalry game. Uh, and these are two teams that we thought, you know, if you look, you know, at the beginning of the year, we wouldn't think that these two would be playing a meaningful game in late February, early March. Uh, it's interesting. Like I said, the LA Kings are, are truly a potential playoff contender. Anaheim's on the fringe kind of falling off, but the fact that they've played good hockey at times, and, mm -hmm. and you mentioned about special teams on both, you know, both teams have great power plays. Anaheim's penalty kill has been awful. Uh, if this game gets physical, we could see a lot of penalties called. It might be a lot of scoring opportunities for both teams. So five and a half is a great number here. I like that. Over. Yeah. Thing Anaheim's been doing lately is giving up shots. They gave up a lot to San Jose recent games. This is a good shots on goal prop game for LA. Like I said, I'm, I'm mentioning all of them. Arvidsson, seven of the last ten, he's gone over three and a half shots. Drew Doughty, seven of the last ten, he's gone over two and a half shots, and he's only even money, minus 110. Same with Ayafalo. Uh, seven of the last ten games, he's gone over two and a half shots, only minus 110. So good prices, good numbers to take advantage of. And again, Anaheim's been kind of hemorrhaging uh, shots allowed. Uh, in uh, recent games, uh, Ducks have allowed uh, 43, 41, 42, three of the last four games they've played. Andrew, what do you think here? Uh, Kings, Ducks. Yeah, I mean, I told you before I was buying on the L.A. Kings uh, this week and I figured, hey, it's already been a pretty good week for me and them. I think I'm going to just finish off the week and try and make the sweep. Uh, give me the Kings. I think the Ducks. Uh, they're, you know, you made that pun about Stolar stealing it. I think that they do rely too much on their goaltending. And, uh, that's a lot of the, in large part, why they've been going over the total, you know, they're scoring with some of the younger players and stuff. We saw it earlier in the season, but the scoring for them is kind of, uh, drawn away a little bit. If Anaheim wants to be successful, they have to be a lower scoring and defensive team, but they're allowing far too many shots a game. And LA, I think has a better defensive forward group, uh, which is why I like them tonight. They remind me guys of the Habs right before they uh, they fired mm. Dushan, right? You know, they were just kind of sitting back. All right, pour as many shots, and hopefully our goalie keeps in, and we'll steal yeah. the goal over there and maybe sneak away with a win. But that you can't play that way every night. No, no, no. It's been it's been tr tough on them. Now the question is, who's in net tonight for Anaheim? It's probably going to be Gibson. They probably go back to him. Gibson's given up 19 goals in the last four starts he's had. Mm. 19. I mean, it's definitely not been great for him. Uh, of late. So I think that's part of the reason why Stolarz played against uh, San Jose because I believe that game was not a back-to-back. -back. No, it wasn't uh, for Anaheim, but they still felt, you know what, let's give him a break. Let's put Anthony Stolarz in there uh, instead, uh, and they got the win, uh, and he played well, Stolarz, and he played so well that I think it's going to give Dallas Aikens maybe uh, a, a, a food for thought here that 
maybe we got to go back to Stolarz again. He played so well against San Jose and, and maybe rest Gibson one more game. Again, again, Gibson has not been sharp since the All-Star break. 19 goals wow. that he's allowed in four games, four starts uh, since the break. So interesting goalie decision coming up tonight for Anaheim. Jimmy, we got a question here from you from uh, from Brian about the yes. Bruins. Asking uh, what's with the Bruins playing so well. He said thanks at the end in advance. So I figure, you know, such nice manners. <laughs> <laughs> what what do you think about the bees these days, though, man? I, I mean, I don't know if I'd say they're they're playing so well. They played well last night, but there were a lot of things I didn't like. They're taking a lot of undisciplined penalties, way too many high sticks on both sides, to be honest. Um, but you know, I, I think they know right now they're 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 sensing the urgency and they know that a couple of them are probably creeping over their shoulders saying, am I going to be here by the time the deadline passes? Because Don Sweeney's very active and I don't think he's going to be afraid to use roster players to get what he wants. So I think a couple of these guys on the roster right now are fearing for their jobs there. And if they want to stay there, they're going to have to pick it up. So that might have something to do with it. And then look, the goaltending has been better as well. Uh, Jeremy Swayman's really been great in net. And I thought Al Mark stood up when he needed to last night. So I think that's been the key for them. Yep. And then, of course, you got a guy showcasing himself before the trade deadline and yeah. in order to get traded and Jake DeBrusque. Yeah. 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 Maddie liked him last night, right? Yeah. Like his celebrations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He gets into it when he scores a goal. Uh, no question. Uh, and look, good, good on him. Two goals last night, scored against Colorado. I think that's a goal score prop you take now with Boston games uh, because, you know, he's trying to showcase himself kind of like the way Jimmy was talking with Kessel. You know, he might be trying to do that here. Now, the question, at least DeBrusque is finding the back of the net. we got to see if Kessel uh, can He's do the same. Bergeron and Brad Marchand, so. Which helps. No <laughs> doubt about that. They elevated him to that top line. And, man, it's amazing how many great, better looks you get uh, at net on goal yeah. uh, when you play with those two make guys. Me look good. <laughs> exactly. Make a lot of people look good. Yeah. Uh, Ty Domi could play on that line, maybe find the back of the net a few times. Pro for some of those old enforcers. Stu Grimson might have had a 20 yeah. old season. You never know playing with those two guys. Uh, great stuff with Jimmy, with Maddie. Thank you, Maddie, for joining yes. us. You did a great job, Maddie. Thank you. <laughs> there you go, Maddie, uh, with us as our special guest on this Friday uh, show, Alex and Andrew. Uh, great stuff as well. Uh, we're going to wrap it up right now. Best bets to wrap up the show. By the way, it could be a full house tomorrow on Saturday because we've got a huge Saturday card uh, on tap tomorrow. Uh, it is a huge hockey day. It starts with Florida and Edmonton at like 12.30 p.m. Eastern time, which is a great game. You got the first ABC Saturday hockey game of the season. Oh, They're yeah. going to have a Saturday afternoon national TV game on ABC the rest of the regular season. Rangers and Penguins, 3 p.m. Eastern time with McDonough and Ferraro. Uh, that's going to be a good game. You got Hockey Night in Canada at night. Leafs playing, of course. Some other good Saturday night games. You've got Minnesota Calgary late night to wrap things up. It's a huge Saturday card. Going to all be there. Uh, we're going to have Vito, of course, who's with us on weekends. Going to have Jake Hahn back as a special guest tomorrow uh, on the show. Uh, Alex and Andrew, if they're around, they'll be joining the show as well. So it is a going to be a busy Saturday show. And we're looking forward to it. Big card, lots of games. Looking forward to it on the Ice Guys tomorrow at noon Eastern. So don't you dare miss it. All right, best bets. Let's start with, we'll save the best for last. We'll save Maddie for the end here. Uh, we'll go to Alex no first. Uh, what do you like for a uh, best bet? 
Yeah, you forgot to mention too the Stadium Series game. Uh, that'll be nationally televised too. Right uh, on TNT tomorrow, and yep. uh, and yep. Tampa Bay playing in uh, yep. Titan Stadium, so that'll be fun to watch as always. But uh, he said, "Great card for that." But for tonight, we're gonna go with St. Louis and Buffalo. We'll go with that first period over one and a half, laying a dollar thirty. Of course, St. Louis had that streak snapped of twelve straight first period over. So even with twelve and one, that's still a great run, and it's a Buffalo team might be able to get a goal early. Uh, and catch this team napping off of that road trip, that successful road trip uh, that Barube called it. So we'll go with the Blues and the Sabres. First period over is the best bet tonight. All right, Blues, Sabres, over one and a half. Uh, first period uh, for Alex B. Smith with his best bet. And I think he also a smaller opinion, too, on that Sabres first period uh, money line, maybe to jump on uh, the Blues as well. Andrew, what do you think here? Best bet for a Friday. Give me the LA Kings on the money line to knock off the Ducks tonight. I like the Kings. I think they're going to continue to roll, and I think it's a reasonable price here against them, against the Ducks. All right. LA Kings minus 110 uh, against Anaheim. Best bet for Andrew McGinnis. I love LA. There we go. Another one there. Uh, Jimmy and Maddie, the floor is yours. Maddie, All right. you got to get the best bet. What do you like? What do we say? Kings. Go Kings. <laughs> there you go. LA Kings minus 110 uh, against the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, best bet for Maddie and Jimmy uh, as well. Uh, my best bet is going to be, how can I not? We've been riding this uh, six and a halfs with Columbus. We're going back to the well here. Columbus, Carolina over six and a half, uh, minus 120. I like the both teams to score first period look as well that Alex mentioned. But this time, last night, I like that more than the full game total. Tonight, I like the full game total more than the f- First period, both teams uh, to score. So we'll go with over six and a half here. Columbus, Kakalaki, uh, Jackets, Hurricanes over six and a half for my best bet. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. 163 live viewers wow. on YouTube. Hit the like button. Make sure you do that on the way out. It helps subscribe to the channel. Tell anybody you know that's a sports fan, a hockey fan, a better, any interest in betting. Tell them about the Ice Guys. And we're the only ones that are here seven days a week breaking down every single game from an NHL perspective, including tomorrow with a massive Saturday show at noon Eastern. So make sure you join us for that. Uh, Andrew, thank you for Andrew, for Alex, for Jimmy and Maddie. Maddie, any parting words? Any last words from you? We're good. <laughs> go, go Phil Kessel. <laughs> yes. Go Phil Kessel, go, go. Thank yeah. you for joining us, Maddie. You're welcome here anytime. Uh, and Thank if you, you guys. Me, uh, if you have a better record than me at the end of the night, then maybe looking for a new host. You never know. <laughs> uh, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday. Remember, the Ice Guys is seven days a week in podcast form as well. Download the podcast, uh, Apple uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Download the podcast. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday for a massive edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.